episode 209 of the Saturn Studs podcast. We're feeling fine here today with my co-hosts Peter and Jake. This week, we've got a good one for you. It's the horse napalm edition of the podcast, whether that is napalm by horses or napalm for horses or napalm from horses. You be the judge. What about napalm on horses? We just declare war on horses. Yeah, and napalm them. Man, Vietnam would have turned out so much different. <laughs> My if we little had done, pony. If we had My little that. pony war as hell. <laughs> Just napalm them with horses. <laughs> Drop horses from the skies. Just giant. They've got hooves. They can walk across bombs. the punji sticks. <laughs> punji sticks. Oh. oh. Goddamn punji sticks. And of course, as always, we're coming at you live from, you know what, I'll just say it. We're coming at you live from the Goop Lab. They invited us in as professionals uh, who know their way around a podcast. And we're going to get yes. real spiritual with them. Um, We watched Goop Lab because uh, we wanted to keep on our little mini theme of science fiction we had going here after Forbidden Planet. Um, and my God, this is, we use the word dense a lot, but this was dense. This is like the fucking, if the core of a neutron star were made of bullshit, it would look an awful lot like Goop Lab. Yeah. Uh, this is what happens. This show is what happens when an information, you take the format of an informational sort of like docu-series as they call it. And you you take out its all its organs and replace them with a pinata stuffings. You replace them with homeopathic uh, sugar pills. I'm surprised they. All right, full disclosure, they don't actually do a homeopathic remedy uh, episode on this. I thought they'd at least gone into the basics of it because there is some established doctrine. I don't know if you guys how much you all know about that. For how homeopathic medicine actually is, is in their minds is supposed to work. Yeah, like like all the Western medicine bullshit that's out there. Western would it be West? Yeah. What? No, Eastern medicine. Jake, we're the Eastern West. medicine. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I couldn't tell if you were making a joke or not. I, man, I was hoping that you had the setup. That compass, man, it's tricky. The golden well, compass. Well, you know what? It's all about. Uh, it's a great book. It's all about perception of where you're located in the world maybe i was located in a part of the world where western was china and much like the goop lab there is actual scientific explanations for perception not crazy or shit i like to call my sense of perception my eyes <laughs> uh and my taste buds because so kurt engages we all i think this is the most we've ever engaged with uh, one of our properties, ironically, Kurt has he's he went off on this. He he dug down deep into this uh, for comedy gold everywhere. Um, Jake snuck into work so he could you know commit. My work uh, is my living room work. now. <laughs> Don't you know? He broke into his office to watch this, and I rigorously developed a drinking game based upon uh, actual my, my evidence. 
Come to think of it, I should have probably drank while I was doing this too because like, there's always so much bullshit you can take in. (laughs) And I will teach you how. Episodes. (laughs) I will describe my experiences of uh, I went through a bottle of Red Stripe, a bottle of Smirnoff Ice, half a bottle of Jameson, and a couple shots of vodka and a tin of anchovies. Watching this thing. And a tin of anchovies. Gross, Nothing more Peter has with... been said for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Just a... a bunch of random fucking alcohols. <laughs> and a tin of anchovies. Red stripe. Who fucking drinks red stripe? Jamaicans? <laughs> True champions. Oh, oh God. no! Oh. Why was that just ready? Oh. oh, I really hope you like got that like this morning for the podcast, and not it's like not this is the Goop Lab anchovy can. my I was eating the anchovies at two in the morning. What are you gonna ask me? For for the none of you who know what's going on right now. Peter just reached off frame of his webcam, pulled in a tin of anchovies that had been previously open for an unknowable amount of time, took a sip from that can, and put it back down. It was maybe the most disgusting thing that's ever been seen, even if that were like a fresh thinning of anchovies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is this show done to us? <sighs> We'll tell you during our feature. Yes. But first, might surprise you. (laughs) Much like the Tin of Anchovies, I have a trailer for a movie that has been out for an unknown amount of time. That is Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Yeah, like April 13th. The same month. 14th. So, yeah, we were only just a little bit late, but this kind of missed our radar here. It's DC it's animated, you know, all those DC animated ones that you see, like the Batman Bad Blood and all that shit. Um, it's that studio, so the art style looks quite similar, but it features Mortal Kombat characters. And uh, it's got um, well, Best Buy customers giving it a 5 out of 5, and... Uh, DVD Netflix has it at 3.3 out of 5. <laughs> okay. Remember DVD when that was just Netflix? Netflix? <laughs> Remember that's when all Netflix was, was DVDs by mail. Yeah, you Dude. just buy like, like series and hang on to them for a while. And they're like, I hey, do... when are you going to send those back? <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I damn well feel like it. The Office um, is a really popular show, man. You got to give it back to us at some point. <laughs> Yeah, true story. I've, we we ended the subscription after a while, but my family were like OG subscribers of Netflix, like way back in two thousand three, I think, mm-hmm. as early as then. Yeah, that was around the same time that GameFly was an actual thing you could do. <laughs> Remember GameFly, a video game rental service. I I just assumed but, it was you know a scam. the more I think about it, mm-hmm. like. The more I've I've thought about Gamefly, I'm like, you know what? That was actually a good service that I probably should have taken advantage of. Video game rentals as a concept were a great thing that I think uh, is missed today. And the the kids of today will not know what going to the video store and renting a video game was like. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's great, especially like in back when I was doing like Let's Play YouTube like as a more serious hobby uh, in another life. Uh, like, you know, the pressure was on to make content about the newest releases. And as a kid, you don't have money. So, <laughs> like, the idea of, like, uh, you know, I can get the new release in, make the content that I need for for it while it's still relevant, and then go on to the next new release was, like, you know, that, that maybe I would have gotten bigger if I thought of doing yeah. something like that. There And it were, I think there are a lot of games that would have never gotten as big as they did if it wasn't for, like, video game rentals. If you, like... Some of them probably would have still, but I think of something like Mario Party or a, or a Mario Party-esque game, you know? There are some of the off-brand ones that if you Sonic didn't... Sonic Shuffle. Yeah. Like, if you if you had to, like, buy Sonic Shuffle... Oh. Yeah. But if you could just rent it and just keep renting it, if you really wanted to play it again... Yeah. Because there are a lot of games that I knew that people just rented five different times. They're just like, I'm just going to rent this again. Yeah, or if you rent it to a certain amount of times and you're just like, you know what? I want to buy it now. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think Turns that would But And some some stores had had the, that policy where if, like you could rent the game and yeah. then like buy it at a discounted price. Uh, rent to own. Uh, for video games, yeah, sure. Uh, for furniture, never do that. Never do no, rent to own. Never rent furniture or like a TV. It's just not worth it, man. It's just not worth it. Save up a little bit of extra money. You can wait a little bit of time and then you'll just own it outright. Yeah. I think someone did the breakdown for like some rant. They took like a random sampling of furniture and did the rent own breakdown. And you end up paying like literally another what it costs. You pay like yeah. double what yeah. it costs to rent to own that's a terrible price game yeah just go out buy yourself uh, a love sack for a couple grand love yeah. sack four it's grand a, it's a walkable sleeping bag it's like a, it's like a fucking right is that what you're talking uh, about well there, there's so there's a love sack where they have like their um what is it called what's the big circular spherical My scrotum uh, ball sack that you can like lay in. That's got that all the beads bean in bag? it. Bean bag. It's like a bean bag, but oh. like with stuffing and fluff, and not beans. Right. It's the <laughs> giant there's... one. That's it's like a fucking. It's like three feet in diameter. Yeah. And you. Right. Okay. I know what you're talking about now. But but now I thought you were trying to say <laughs> love seat. Ah uh, no. And didn't know that that's what that piece of furniture. No was no, no 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 no. <laughs> love sack is uh, they have uh couches and they're. It's a song by the B52s. Their right? whole thing. Love sack, baby. Love sack. Give me that love. Sack. Yeah. Had a different meaning, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's what the serial killer puts his bodies in when he's done. Love it's the sack, love sack. Gonna put you in my love sack. <laughs> this is what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the. I think I was thinking of the Selk bag. Or whatever fucking Friday the 13th where 
Jason picks oh, up the, the girl in the sleeping bag and whacks. Oh what yeah, Jason uh, ten or something like that when he just wraps her up in a sleeping bag and just goes to town and just flings <laughs> her back. That's the love forth. sack. That's that's the love sack. That's hilarious. <laughs> um. <laughs> I laughed during that scene, dude. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't watch horror movies, but I know that scene because it's just fucking ridiculous to watch. I had no weight because the girl was a robot or a simulation or something like that. So it's like, yeah. Um, spoiler alert for Jason Ten. <laughs> Jason, Jason X. Jason X. I guess in is space. In space. Yeah, in space. Um, in space. No, the the love sack is like a modular couch that each of its sections uh, can be moved around and oriented differently, and then it has an outer covering that can be removed and washed. Uh, Pretty pretty expensive, to be honest. Yeah, Yeah, the the big one here, where this is 500 bucks. Yeah, that's a sack. And then you get the, uh, the really expensive one, and it's fifteen hundred dollars for a beanbag chair they have more because there's different sizes there's like i see how it works so it's like a fucking storage bin that you put these beanbags in to like give it the shape of furniture no no oh that's storage separate storage that is storage yeah i'm sure there is but but there's 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 like two things yeah i see that i see the big fucking hella beans that the dog is like very scared to be sleeping on. Hella <laughs> beans. Um, and then, but there's actual like a couch looking motherfucker. Oh yeah, that's too. right. It's called the sectional. I forgot. Yeah. The what? The sectional. <laughs> the sectional. Yeah. That's actually not a terrible idea. No, it's a very I like smart the idea, idea of a of a modular sectional, but it's just so expensive. Yeah, four grand. For six seats, I mean that's that's a good number of seats, but that's a, also a good number of money. They get you by discounting it like crazy all the time. That's yeah, okay, they're doing that. Well, that was the discounted price. It's like they took yeah. a grand and eight dollars off the normal list plate price that I'm guarantee you it's never been listed at. Oh my god, look at this: ten seats and twelve slides for eight thousand dollars. One bedroom, two bath, eight twelve sides. One bedroom, two baths. One bedroom, two. That seems weird. You generally want more bedrooms than bath. Yeah. But generally, but I, if you really need to shit a lot, and you have a lot like, of people over, but no one stays, you have a sad life. <laughs> no. Um. Everybody knows. So, Scorpion, uh, Scorpion's Revenge, out now. <laughs> That is what we were talking about, Man, wasn't it? Mortal Kombat goes to the love sack. <laughs> that was weird. Get over here. He said it. Oh, hey. he says it. Get yep. over here. If Nicolas um, Cage played Scorpion. Yes, please. Get over wait, here. Wait, who would, Nick, who would Nick Cage play in a Mortal Kombat movie? Um, a guy in the background who... Fucking spills coffee when Johnny Cage. Oh, I Nick Cage. Could Nick Cage be Johnny Cage? Is he insane? I enough? mean, physically, he cannot be. 
<laughs> Especially not now when he's out here looking like fat Elvis. <laughs> Correct. There, are, you know, I realize there that's, are a that's his next great role as people in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Facial hair is the first thing to go. It was harder to, uh, like, capture the detail of on the cameras when they made the sprites. So I think that's the the only trailer trailer we we tried well, to have. Well, there's that. There's uh, the secret, dare to dream, which is based on some religious book. Well, and, oh, uh, I thought it was based on the the secret that weird self help book. Yeah, that has like very religious overtones, I believe. Oh, I thought the secret was just that, like, so as I heard it, as I've heard it while we're talking about pseudo pseudoscience, it was that, like, the energy of the universe is out there and untapped because, you know, if you don't know what energy actually is, you think it's just like a fucking, it's like, fuck, it's like precipitation. It'll just condense on a goddamn glass or whatever. Um, the energy is out there and if you want something bad enough you call it out to the universe and the energy the good vibe energy comes and fucking makes makes good things happen to you so if you want something you just gotta wish really hard you gotta really want it don't do anything well, about it you just gotta she, really want it and the universe she will make wrote it a lot you. of shit the magic, the power, how the secret changed my life. The yeah. secret gratitude book. Yeah. And here's one by a guy named Napoleon Hill. Think and grow rich. Yep. Exclamation mark. Um, yeah, okay. So maybe I, I for some reason maybe there is religious overtones in there too, but I mean it was like there's some spiritual silly stuff going on. Right, so yeah, I'm sure that a... people follow it religiously if you're into the secret. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but any lonely guy out there knows that's not true. <laughs> oh, what? Did we talk about um, uh, Judd <coughs> Apatow's movie with Pete Davidson, The King of no. Staten Island? I don't that, believe so. That sounds familiar, just but... Only because I feel like I've heard a lot of movies with those kind of titles. Yeah, I think it went it went right to a video on demand since. Oh, good. I think it probably was going to anyways. To be honest, it just feels like that kind of movie that would like go right to Netflix or Prime Video or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like it's um. It almost seems like it probably takes a lot of notes from his childhood and puts it into a story about, um, like, the relationship between him and this younger kid and uh, his formative years, I guess, or something. Huh. I've seen a couple of the trailers for it, but I can only remember a couple things that really stand out in it. I am not a big fan of Pete Davidson. I don't find him all that. Yeah, it seems diverse. like it's going to be really heavy into his comedy, so I think it's for his fans. 
and for Judd Aptow fans. And Judd Aptow fans, uh, yeah. The one promotional image from it so far is him uh, doing the, the Christ the Redeemer pose. Yeah. Uh, and he's, his whole body's all tatted up and he's standing on a car. It reminds me of... Sure. Um, The, is it? It's not the Eminem scene, but it's from Scary Movie like one or two or something like that, where he's on top of the car shooting the Uzis, and he says he's he's White Kong or something like that. <laughs> oh, interesting. I I actually haven't seen Scary Movie one or two, so you could tell it's me anything, and I'll probably I probably believe you that was in it. Years. I was in it. Uh-uh. Jake was in Scary Movie one and two. One or he was in scary movie one or two, can never nail it down. B fourteen one or two. two. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's called Big Time Adolescence, for those who want to know. And uh, I believe I believe it's out on Hulu. Wait, wait, this is the King of Staten Island. Yeah, so I guess maybe it's not the King of Staten Island. So maybe there's another movie. Yeah, there's another movie, Big Time Adolescence. Oh, I've seen that on Hulu. And I'm like, wow, they really put Pete Davidson in a movie, huh? Well, sorry for your loss. Wow, okay. Not often that there's two Pete Davidson movies out in one year. Yep. <laughs> Shit, okay. So, so there I'm must not be a trailer. trailer for it. I just assumed that that was the trailer because I didn't remember the name of that one. Um, but I guess I'm wrong. Hmm. I'm I'm looking at this this trailer here, and the thing that uh, just doesn't jive for me, like I see the trashy, like the parties, the smoking, all that jazz. The house looks too nice for that. <laughs> now I've I haven't been to like straight up fucking like house party rager. I I don't know if you could tell that from the way I look and act, but <laughs> I, I I may not have gone to as many of those as you would have thought. Not not really a party rager boy, but. I've been around that sort of environment. I've been around, you know, just chilling, doing stuff. And uh, those kind of interactions usually happened in Trailer Park with the nice wood paneling and a hallway, you know, not even as wide as your wingspan, you know. Carpets everywhere on the floor. It's a great choice. It's always a great choice. It's always a great time. So the the summary of uh of the King of Staten Island, the new one that's coming out in June, because <clears throat> I think the the big time adolescence is already out on Hulu. So that's one of that's correct. Comedy. Uh, it's a semi auto autobiography uh, p- about Pete Davidson growing up on Staten Island, uh, and including losing his father in nine eleven, and uh, entering the world of stand-up comedy and if you know anything about pete davidson's comedy it's like his dad's death is not big but it's it, it comes up almost every comedy bit and he has a very dark sense of humor about it mm. like he'll make like interesting oh, i can't ask my dad because he burned alive like ah. shit like that and it makes like the audience really awkward about it but it was his way of coping with it, I guess. I guess. But it doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's his way of coping with it. 
Mm. I think, I think it just makes other people like uncomfortable to be quite honest. But I think he gets off on that situation. What? Like I think that's a situation that he. <laughs> that's a bold claim. Gets dude. off on. Well, it's like he he prefers uh, he likes that situation when he puts people in an uncomfortable situation because I think it gives him the uh, advantage tactically, obviously. You know, <laughs> talk about your dead dad. Jake, what the fuck are you talking? He's gone down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Is that just Coke you're drinking? No. <laughs> I ran out of uh, Captain Morgan, so I had to put Pinnacle Whipped in here now. So. so you do drink in the morning during these shows? Since episode one, <laughs> baby. And that's a sample of Pete Davidson's comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes me think of Daniel Tosh, or no, not Tosh. Tosh is well. He kind of does that where he just like shocks you until no one's. What was that joke he makes? Like I like to l- skim down the audience until like one person's laughing, and then I know it's time to stop. Yeah. No, it makes me think of Bo Burnham, where he'll just like fucking he'll single you out and be like, "You're an asshole out here. Feel bad for yourselves." <laughs> joke time, or you know, song time. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, what the songs? the other one is uh, the one that you shared, Pete. The um, Lovecraft. Oh, I was gonna say there was a teaser teaser for Space Jam. Oh, nobody cares about Space Jam. Scott LeBron. Not happening until there's actually a trailer. Spon- Space Jam sponsored by Sprite Cranberry. Y'all want Sprite Cranberry? Y'all want y'all want another Bugs Bunny movie? He's the gonna sp- come in at halftime and be like, "Y'all want a Sprite Cranberry?" And they're all gonna turn to claymation and win the basketball game. I, I feel like Space Jam. Kobe Bryant's to take- gonna hop out of a helicopter and be like, "Surprise, bitch!" Surprise, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, nah, but my daughter actually did die." But <laughs> oops. Oops. Oh. Oh, okay. That worse. took me a second. You made I it forgot. So much worse, I honestly Jake. thought he was. I forgot that all of that had happened. Kobe's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. He just didn't want to be in coronavirus world. <laughs> he went to his <laughs> private island with his you daughter. Know, my conspiracy theory is that Papa John's guy started the coronavirus. Oh, 100%. This is his, this is his reckoning. This is yes, his reckoning. He warned us all. Our day of reckoning was no, coming. Yeah. He gave us proper he, warning. I think he, he took it a little too far, <laughs> my opinion. But I, I bet you if you look at Papa's history of like flight tickets and stuff, he probably made a flight back in like November or December to Wuhan, China. And you'll see he broke into the lab yes. where this was developed. Yes, you'll you'll see that there was uh Papa Papa's name Papa, first name Papa, last name John is in the visiting category. Reason NA, not applicable, of course. You can see uh like those like little water stains on the um sign in book because he was visibly damp. When he <laughs> infiltrated. And where there should be a test tube labeled COVID-19 or coronavirus, there's now a test tube of marinara sauce <laughs> in its place, so nobody would notice. I and think uh, to confirm I... your suspicions, the Wuhan lab's analysis revealed that it is just lightly seasoned ketchup, like we all suspected. <laughs> All right, guys. Brain blast. Jimmy Neutron brain blast here. All right. 
This could be a foundation for the actual plot to Space Jam 2. Now hear me out. Doesn't I'm actually in... take place in space. There is jam of the tomato variety. Papa John's sauce. Oh. So Papa John sees unleashed coronavirus on the world. Not just as revenge not just as like emotional revenge, but he wants to get his company back. Because Papa John's will be in distress when the coronavirus hits and they need to sell more takeout or delivery. Right? And it he'll come back and be like, I'll help you, but you have to give me the company first. <laughs> and Shaq's like, I can't do that, man. I'm stuck. I can't I'm stuck. So he goes to he goes to uh, LeBron. He's like, LeBron, you gotta help me. We gotta beat him in a game of basketball to save the company. And LeBron contacts the only people he knows for the job, Bugs Bunny, because he didn't catch coronavirus. Because it's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, that's it. Yeah, Papa John's like, I'll win it back for you in a game of basketball. Bet you can't play Shaq, and Shaq's all sick from the coronavirus, so he can't He can't do he's it. Also it's, like it's a point of humiliation. Pounds. Like he's. <laughs> I'm out of shape, man. I can't do it. So he's totally gonna humiliate Shaq and just make him feel like a fool by beating him at his own game so Shaq has to contact Kobe Bryant not Kobe god damn it I keep I'm mixing them it's like it's like Green Day and and fucking Nirvana yep (laughs) I'm mixing them contacts Kobe Bryant doesn't pick up the phone oh Betty's out he he turns into Kazam he's like Kobe Kobe picks up the phone hold on hold on Papa I gotta I gotta call you back I gotta get on a helicopter ride click no, Co- sorry, LeBron, he's going to go for the dunk at the end. It's going to be a full court dunk. He's not going to make it. And then you're just going to see the hands of Kobe just lifting him through and bringing him to the hoop. The ghost of Kobe Bryant carries him to the hoop. Yes. I got and you, then, you, know, you know what? You know what he's you know what he does after he puts LeBron down and LeBron goes, "Oh my god, Kobe Bryant, you won us the basketball game." And then he goes, "You woke him." And he goes back <laughs> off into the great <laughs> The spirit the ref calls spiritual foul and he's had too many that game. So Goaltending, And you see the corporate Papa John's people like watching Kobe get off into his helicopter and shooting it down with a pizza RPG. I just like to imagine the Papa John hey, corporate. We keep giving you opportunities to skirt around it, but you go back to it with more vigor than before. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, if we put a villain to Kobe's death, uh, that is the Papa John corporate brand. But no, it's just Papa John. Papa John corporate <laughs> forced him out. Yeah, they're the That's bad people. He- they're the ones right. that no, he, take, no, he takes over the board, and Shaq's the only one left. So instead of the Monstars, you have the corporate board of Papa yeah. John's, and it's like the Matrix. And they go up to Bugs Bunny, and they're like, "Mr. Bunderson," <laughs> and then they turn him into that sexual addict version of Bugs Bunny that Warner Brothers legally claimed as their own property, making it canon. So I think we have the Bugs Bunny movie. Yeah, I Space mean, Jam 2 honestly, Space Jam, our version of Space Jam 2, like, I'd say 50-50 shot, it's better than the actual <laughs> Space Jam 2. Yeah. I'd watch it. I'd watch it time and time again. I'd fucking watch that. It's, a, it's so, maybe not maybe not for the whole family, but... <laughs> 
shit. There's another movie called a uh, thing about Lovecraft. Jordan Peele Lovecraft, doing Lovecraft it. Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft, Love Lovecraftian Country. There's a monster. And I don't a, think there's a monster. I think the monster. Oh, I mean, I think the monster is racism. <laughs> yeah, because there's <laughs> black people in it. So. Well, we all well, know. The, I read the synopsis that it's about a black family traveling across the like the country on on a journey and encountering in in the south in like the the fifties or seventies. Okay. Yeah. So they called Lovecraft Country just because Lovecraft was a horrible racist. Must be. I think. I think they're going to compare the horrors of racism to to the existential dread of many of HP's uh, thingy-majigs. Call them, I'll just call them thingy-majigs. Cthulhu is a giant thingy-majig. He is. The tentacle monster. I mean, you're not wrong. It's the Elder Squidbilly. The Elder Squidbilly. That show, how the fuck did that show ever make it onto the air? The same way anything makes it onto it. The same way the fucking Shivering Truth made it onto Adult Swim. Y'all ever watched that show? The Shivering no. Truth? Should I look? Yeah. Should I be afraid look up to a look clip. this up? Look up a clip. Turn the volume down. Like, you don't need to ha- hear sound to hear it. Like, to see it. It's it's a spectacle on, upon its own. Um, On to the follow-up. Yeah. The domestic box office for weekend 17 of 2020. Uh, four more theaters are in the mix now, at least, as uh, history, true history of the Kelly Gang was featured in five theaters, uh, bringing in an average of $1,967 per theater, which is actually less than The Resistance did by a good $300 almost, but doesn't matter because the total gross again nine thousand dollars nine thousand eight hundred and thirty nine not even five digits there's more money in my savings account than this movie made at the box office Uh, yeah but it also happens to be a new number one movie in america and our spotlight picture of the week so we're going to be taking a look at some IMDb user reviews as long as well as some general critical reception. This movie, True History of the Kelly Gang, currently has a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, 75% on Metacritic. So IMDb actually being the harshest media outlet. Yeah. All right. Uh and we'll see. We'll see if the reviews tell us why this uh, this movie came out the way it did. Yeah, well, let me just tell you all that this is the best movie ever. 10 out of 10. McKay stuns with absolute emotional depth and a hint of fever madness. Um, January 14, 2020. By Steffi with two eyes. Dash 17651. McKay jumps out of the screen with his almost 0% pure muscle physique and animalistic introduction. Both maddening and enlightening, McKay pulls a performance that stuns and takes viewers into the soul of a 
desperate man with a will to not be beaten down. Cinematography is beautiful, as always with Davis. A stunning and wild mother whilst young Ned is also extraordinary. Don't miss it. There is no punctuation in that sentence. (laughs) 21 out of 58 found it helpful, though, so... Well, let me tell you why this is a 1 out of 10. Because it's a pile of garbage by Revhead-73399. I can't believe that Russell Crowe put his name to this completely inaccurate version of Ned Kelly and his gang of outlaws. It's almost the complete opposite of the actual. As, as I story... 50 out of 85 found this helpful? That was okay. Know. That was the end of the review. Uh, I will say, comment, it's, yeah, because Ru- Russell Crowe, known for his plethora of recent really good decisions, he was in Gladiator twenty five years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and then he took that and he spun it into Les Mis. <laughs> I didn't know he, he was, was Javert. <laughs> was he? Uh, Not the most well, recent one, right? Oh no, Javert, not John Valjean, right? Javert, um, all right. Well, I'll say I'll mediate this a little bit, but the uh, the mediocre reviews on this they sound really bad. They sound really hard on it. Uh, and you'll you'll notice a theme. I, Even I don't some know of the positive it. reviews uh, sound pretty hard on it. <laughs> uh, Along the now, same theme, because yeah, I know what you're talking Ned about. Ned Kelly is an Australian hero. And the reviewer of this is Oz Kevin. So mm-hmm. I'll do an awful Australian accent over this entire review. Oh, dear. Bob, Bobby, 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 Bobby. There you go. And now, way people going to watch this if you've done that in the movie. No, I've already lost it. You know what? We're done. We're just going <laughs> to stop it right there. Thank God. There I realize and I expect this movie is limiting the release because they know they ruin it. As far as I know, adult Ned Kelly has a beard, and you shouldn't remove it. Oh, come on. You're ruining good actors by making this movie. Also, you're adding too much Ned. or You're adding too much Ned mom advice in here. People call this film History of Kelly and His Mom Advice. <laughs> I actually I actually pleased that you three-quarters successfully pictured who Ned Kelly is from pass until his death sentence. I will recommend this to my history nerd friend only, I guess. One out of one found it helpful. That was his history nerd friend. <laughs> I guess so. Um, here I got an eight out of ten from Malik Chi underscore two thousand. So I assume they were born in the Ma- year two thousand. Maybe it's Malachi. No, it's well. I mean, I've never seen Mal M A L A C H I. Yeah, it's Malachi. Isn't there a, another A in Malachi? M A L A C H I, A I. Um, A I. It's like that's like the old. That's the old way to spell it. Okay. Well, new fucking school reviewers. He was born in two thousand, so I guess it's the new school way of spelling it. Um, yeah. Um. And well, I guess I'll. I just want one more thing. He was the writer of the Book of Malachi, which is in the Old Testament. He's one of. The, he was an old prophet. Right. Malachi. If you're not. 
a Kelly Gang film for the thinkers. If you're not just another bogan looking for the glorification of Ned Kelly or another Australian history buff looking to have a tank at the accuracy of a story that's always been spotty at best, then here is a film for you, dripping with originality. It's a piece of cinematic pleasure worry, worthy of a place on the shelf of great Australian films. Telling the audience from the outset, well, those who know how to read that, quote, nothing of what we are about to see here is true, then, unquote, then the words of Ned Kelly, we have not really bothered to try and put to film before the poet. The words, though not the Queen's English, but a version of language that drips lucidity in and around the narrative grammatical errors to form almost its own new kind of song. At this moment, I was hooked. An impressive performance for all involved, especially George McKay, as the infamous kid himself, remembering that he was only 26 when hung, a special mention to Essie Davis, who hits the nail right on the head in her betrayal of a woman whose very existence is stuck in between a poisonous relationship with her children and her need to survive. The film is brooding, horrific, poetic, and a breath of fresh air for the otherwise stale story that has been told and told and told and told again. Don't let the sheep fool you into thinking it is unworthy of your attention. To not grant this film a couple hours of your life would be... Life wild be off a great disservice to yourself. Just go in expecting nothing. When everyone found it helpful, and I need to f- forward Malachi's resume to Goop because <laughs> if he wouldn't fit in there, paid by the word, <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, Staffy Life 04430 would disagree with that because I gave it a 1 out of 10 and said it was an absolutely pathetic movie. Side note, there are no periods in this uh, this review. All exclamation points. Okay, I'm so ready. How do you read a sentence with an exclamation point? Do you just uptick at the end or do you... you uptick at t- the end. Okay. Like a really... You don't say like the whole really thing. forceful. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can yell the whole thing if you want, but typically that's all caps. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I got to get into the mindset of staffy life. This movie was absolutely pathetic. If you haven't seen it, don't. <laughs> it's not worth your time. <laughs> the script writer, director, and producers and the funders of such a pathetic movie need to run out of the film industry. (laughs) There's not one minute in this movie I regretted watching, and I watched it from start to finish. (laughs) And the name is highly deceiving. But what do you expect from such a poor movie? (laughs) 25 out of 45 found that helpful. That was better than I I ever hoped it'd be. There were a couple couple moments there where you sounded like uh, Mr. Incredible's boss in the Incredibles of his office job. Oh, yeah. That's Frank Oz, right? I don't don't think it's Frank Oz, but it's someone of of note. Look it up, Jake. I'll I'll look it up while you read your review. Okay. 
Um, well, first of all, shout out to Ferguson Six Review. He gives it a six out of ten, um, and it is a seven hundred word uh, review. <laughs> that is for those of you who like to use twelve point font and uh, single space and word. That's two pages, uh, and he. He starts it off with greetings again from the darkness. Uh, so I'm not gonna. I just you just go read it yourself. We're if just you want. not I'm gonna, not gonna touch read the that whole one. thing for you, huh? I said we're just not gonna touch that one. Uh, Wallace yeah. Shawn, I think, was uh, okay. His boss. Yes, so he's Vizini yes. from yeah. Princess Bride. Yeah. Okay, I remember. Like it's some sort of yeah, it was a guy voice of, from a pre from an 80s yeah. 90s property. Yeah. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you Saidi Gajar's review. That's S A E E D Y G U J J A R. Saidi Gajar. I think that's Saidi Gajar. Anyways, his six out of ten review. One out of one person found this helpful. Okay. <laughs> Ugly history. Very slow end. Although movie is good. Comma comma. Hate their life. Shortened to the point. I like it. I will. I will copy the the entire one for you to read at your own pace into the chat here. <laughs> Hate their life. Hate their life. Couldn't, couldn't say it better myself. And that is that is literally as helpful by IMDb standards as your your review, Kurt. Yes, the fucking essay. That's someone it's like the fucking horseshoe coming around on word count there. Yeah, he fucking uh, <laughs> popped some Molly and <laughs> wrote his goddamn review. All right. Um, well, that's a that's a good. I think that's a good sampling of that, right? <laughs> uh, uh, before we move on to um, any sort of gaming news, one last thing uh, about any sort of movie stuff. On May the fourth, the last episode of season seven for the Clone Wars is coming out. Uh, so they're doing something special where they're coming out on Monday for the last season, for the last episode. Uh, I just watched episode 11 last night, or yesterday. It's fucking amazing. These past couple episodes have made Revenge of the Sith, like, levels and levels better. Now, I know that kind of sucks that, like, uh, a show had to come out before but this is like supplemental material kind of showing the background inner workings of that movie that I think help lift it up standalone it doesn't help the movie but I think when you take them into account together uh, it's a really good movie and these episodes of the Clone Wars have been phenomenal so far so highly recommend it Maul is amazing Soak is amazing. So, yeah, I saw it was on the front page. Uh, so I guess now we can add Revenge of the Sith Redeemed to list of things that happened in 2020. Well, no, the Revenge movie of the Sith was ever, redeemed. like, hated. It was always, like, you know, it's not great, but it's the best of the prequels. Like, there's a lot of dumb shit in Revenge of the Sith and a lot of shit that don't make no sense as well. Uh, but I don't think the presence of a supplemental piece of media makes the movie any better. It makes the story around that time. Better. Well, I mean, it helps me enjoy Revenge of the Sith more, or helps me remember things better. 
and I'm like, oh shit, that happened in Revenge of the Sith. That increases it in my it value. I value it more than it it was without it. But you know what I'm saying. Like if you go I, back and watch the movie, like the movie's if, unchanged. Yeah, no, it is. But this is just added information to it. Yeah, no, it, it makes the story better. But it for that individual, it's it because this never touches on Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars, or Episode Four or any of those. It's just Revenge of the Sith because this is happening in parallel with the events of Re- Revenge of the Sith. Yes. So okay, it's fantastic stuff they did. Uh, last episode they did mocap with Ray Park. Spoiler alert if you know who that is. Oh, you're almost gonna say with Ray Parker Jr. No, but spoiler I'm alert if you know who that is. Yeah, he's um, all everyone yeah. knows that. I know. I figured everybody would, but I I don't know how many people know that Maul is still alive, and I'm the so- fact that he's one of the most important characters in all of Star Wars at this point, probably. That's so weird, isn't it? It is. It is really weird. Uh, it actually is to the point where, like, the events of Clone Wars have um, kind of reshaped my view of Star Wars and how it sort of started with Maul, with him being the first, well, one of the first apprentices of Sidious that we saw. And he tried to be the downfall of it. Okay. Um, sure. Just, uh, I I don't know. This, uh, <laughs> Jake, you're losing me, just in general. Well, I don't uh, want to give away too you. much. I, it, it, it makes a lot more sense. Yes, but as, from, from a non-watcher perspective, these are all very hot takes. These are I got a, I got a bobble in my hands. Well, Such things like episode three is made better by the show. Darth Maul is the most important character in Star Wars. Uh, we're well. I mean, like to- the the what he brought to the table and what he tried to do and what he could have done if done differently uh, was basically overthrow the Emperor's entire plot. Hmm. Because he, no, I'm sorry. I'm he uh, <laughs> just have nothing to say about this. <laughs> Broker really, really I don't, don't care about the Clone Wars. Or I don't understand Stone. why though. Because it's just I didn't like you don't, the no, movie you, when the movie the came reason out. Is is because you don't accept it as true Star Wars canon, and it is. When the movie came out. It was generally panned by everyone who watched it, so I'm like, I don't, I'm not gonna fucking bother to see it. And then they did a spinoff show, and I'm like, well, why am I gonna watch the spinoff show of a movie I had no interest in seeing? The 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 fact <laughs> is that it added so much to the story. Well, and yeah, lore with seven and- years of hindsight, but <laughs> seven years ago, I didn't give a shit, and I haven't really been motivated to watch any of it. Now maybe I will when it's all over, but it's just I just so, have it, zero. It, it's so odd that I'll, you're such a big supporter of Star Wars, yet I think arguably one of the biggest pieces of media that 
is in Star Wars, which is the Clone Wars, you don't watch and. Well, if it's one, all right. Let me put a let me, let me add my argument. I'll throw my hat in this ring. I'll throw my little beanie in here. It'll be a crab inside and it'll crawl out. Um, if it is the biggest piece of media in the Star Wars franchise at this point, it certainly does not. It was not marketed as such. Um, if, in terms of general general viewing public audience, uh, that would be like one of the garbagey. Uh, New new trilogy. I guess, ones. I guess when I say fucking biggest, episode nine or some shit, it's more of um, content wise. I mean, you have seven seasons where twenty minutes each, twenty episodes a season, uh, up until season five, I think. Uh, you know, you add all that time together. There's a lot of Clone Wars content out there, um, but it's spread across. Mm various characters so it's not just following ray and uh whoever so i then then i'll add this last one here i i'll say with you that i think yes probably if i watched the whole thing i'd gain a fucking new appreciation for a lot of this stuff i don't disagree there i think this i'm i, I my brain is drawing comparisons to like avatar last airbender in terms of tv show ostensibly for a you know young or teenage audience with a lot of good themes in it that does that tells the story really well i think that this i would guess that this story has a little more accessibility issues than uh, avatar because it's not only is it like oh it's an animated show for teenagers why would i watch that so you're, a lot of the general public viewing audience is already like fucking off in the distance here and then you also have to add on to the layer of you know this is an animated show for uh, for the 18 to or i guess the 13 to 8 whatever those demographics are that also will interest you if you're a fan of the prequels and that's going to fucking hunk off another chunk of the, the viewing audience there. Or if you don't know about the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you're just shaving off, like, people who would be immediately hooked by this premise so, and this concept. So I, I struggle to find... The gold may be there, but, like, the 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 ports for, like, yeah, yeah I totally want to watch this show are different compared to, like, Avatar. Or, even in the Star Wars universe, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Because the Mandalorian is, like... The prerequisite is still like, and I mean these are going to tie right into the Mandalorian too. Like season seven ties right into the Mandalorian. It ties into episode three. The only thing it has. Why does it tie into everything? It it just ties into those two things. It wouldn't tie into anything in the new movies. Those are too far in the future. Um. Yeah, no, just just Mandalorian. The only reason why it's a Mandalorian is because they, the like most of season seven happens on Mandalore. I'd say okay, a, a third of it happens on Mandalore. So okay, okay, because I think this we might see in the next episode, but it might go into like the siege of Mandalore. It might. I don't know if it will or not. Sure, sure. Because that All they right. talked about it so many times in the Mandalorian. I think in summary, uh, we can say that 
it's good. So you it's can say fantastic. that there's yeah. It's fantastic, okay. and I think it, it transcends um, like age groups for who enjoy it. Because I've talked to more adult. Oh, maybe that's probably because more of my communication has been with adults. Because yeah. you don't talk to little kids. But I mean, I've talked to not since you friends got of, I talked to from the sheriff department. Yeah, <laughs> I've talked to friends of similar age who love this. Uh, my old boss used to watch it. Um, I think he would watch it, and then he would have his kid watch it after him, because <laughs> he'd be like, "Hey, catch up on Clone Wars and Rebels." Uh, but he really enjoyed it, and he was a diehard Star Wars fan. Too. Okay. So it's it, I think that's I, I don't know how many people who I don't know how where the age group really hits, but I think it hits all over the place because it has mature themes. It gets fucking dark well, too. Well, regardless, for people who have maybe watched a little bit of that show and not finished it up, that's good news to hear for them mm-hmm. that the uh, that these latest episodes are. Hashtag fire. Yeah, if if people have been waiting for like the whole season to come out because they were coming out weekly, um, on Monday, the last episode will be out. If you want to skip things that aren't pivotal, you can just watch from like episode eight or nine, and watch the twelve, and that'll be fine. Okay. Um, on the games news. Summer Gaming Fest is the summer gaming event here to replace E3. Uh, E3 2020 has been shit-canned because of the coronavirus pandemic, but this <laughs> series of digital um, presentations from industry stalwarts will be here to take its pr- place. Uh, it will run from May to August, so we won't have a big games fest special episode like we have had with e3 in the past because it'll hopefully be more spread out um but the what they're calling phase one may to august uh these publishers are lined up to present we have 2k activision bandai namco bethesda blizzard bungie cd project red um i can't i don't recognize that Japanese studio, um, EA, Sony, Riot. I'm going to try to read these. Um, Riot, <laughs> Private, Division. I still can't read that other one. <laughs> Square Enix, Steam, Warner Brothers, and Microsoft's Xbox Division. Um so be on the lookout for news from those people. Uh, I don't have a completed schedule in front of me. However, uh, rumor abounds that the PlayStation 5 will have a big announcement for it on June 4th, uh, which possibly is Sony's day to go in the Game Fest. That seems like a good platform to announce that on. So were I a betting man? I would say that it's probably when Sony's going to go at the very least. Were I a betting man, I would have lost my house and many of the things I own. <laughs> um, Blizzard. Um, okay, so new Assassin's Creed game is coming out. This time set in a Viking setting. Yes, I'll have uh, 
had to be that or Japan. Those are the only two like left. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> They've done. You don't want to do Japan because uh, Sekiro's out. Yeah, yeah, true. Little, Maybe little they're waiting for that to, to die down a little bit. Yeah, because they, they've done like so, pirates. They've done everything. They've done Italy, England. Greek, yeah, Greek, English, Greek. like American Revolution, American Egypt. Revolution. Yeah, with the Indians stuff. Sorry, Native Americans. Whatever. Uh, Fuck it. So they opted instead of going against uh, Sekiro to go against God of War. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you said God of War, I immediately think of like the original God of War. I'm like, well, that was great. They already did well, Odyssey, but yeah, the the 2019 <laughs> once <God> again. Of War. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, I want to talk a second about the. There's like, there's like some fucking. There was some drama yesterday, um, around the announcement. So they came out with the pre-order package. Oh. All with it. The, the remember like your two hundred dollar pre order package with all the gadgets and gadgets and doohickeys that you get with it. It's and a the big and if you look up the if you all want to look up uh the pre order package, pre order figurine. Go look up the pre order figurine yeah. and you tell me why gamers would be angry at it. Give you a second here. If you can't find it, I will reveal the whole. I will spill the tea on this hot fucking this flaming issue. I, uh... Is that a is that a is that a girl? It's a it's a g- 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 girl. Ah. Wait, where did you uh, post so this? So male gamers can't relate to the pre-order figurine because it is a girl, oh. uh, and there are people who want to not buy the pre-order. They like they're they're like we should boycott this pre-order. I'm never gonna pre-order Assassin's Creed again because the figurine that's an extra figurine that I get with my two hundred dollar pre-order is a woman and not one that I can jack off onto. I'm I'm pretty sure that it's a very small segment of the game, the player base that's like that. And number two, um, there are a myriad reasons you should never pre-order an Assassin's Creed game. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree no, that's with the that. entire player base. I, I know Assassin's Creed players. This, this everybody. I had, I'm so I'm bringing this up just because I caught it on subreddit drama, and it was it was too fun to not to not at least bring up. Yeah, like I can understand. Like I mean, reactions to that are always overblown. But like sometimes it's like when they wanted to put um, the uh, female soldiers in Battlefield one or whatever yeah you know it's like well that okay like if they're in segments other than the french resistance you can make an argument about it. it's not historically accurate but then you can make an argument is that the goal of this game i thought everybody was pissed about her um robot hand what? prosthetic oh i don't, oh, I don't um, she had a prosthetic that. that people were like there weren't any prosthetics like that back then and she's a woman <laughs> no i so this is this is the main Actual character, battlefield right? players speaking. Remind me on this. Did Assass does Assassin's Creed have like choose your gender? Do they do they usually have that? Uh, not typically. No, no, because I think the main character was like a guy, and he would go back and. Well, there are several different. Yeah, like the Animus is like the only mainstay character for the series yeah. at this point because the original guy <laughs> he got 
he's gone after Assassin's he's Creed Two. Yeah. And then no idea what the it's been a, for. it's been a different guy every time since. And then they had like all this popes and Templar bullshit. And then Assassin's Creed came Assassin's Creed Apple, Four dude. came out and uh, they're like, Let's just forget all that. We'll put that in a nice box labeled whoops and we'll start it again. And then I think they fucked it up again. I don't know where it's at now. They get the they get the golden apple and uh take away free choice tro- uh, freedom freedom of speech take that away from people <laughs> take away our second amendment rights take away um, <laughs> take away the right well to your own regardless arms. the point i was trying to make is uh in in valhalla you if you can choose your gender oh okay of your main character you can be like are you a boy or a girl professor oak style and so they chose to put the female version the female model of the main character as the prefiguring instead of the male. Well, model. I will say one thing. It is kind of weird because women are inferior to men. Ma- <laughs> uh, I had to know that was, was coming. I, there's a non-zero part of my mind that's like, oh, he's just gonna fucking do it. No, um, no, 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 no. Women, stay with me. Stay with me. No, um, no. It's, it's weird because in the trailer they did have the male. What I assume is the male version of your the character, like be the main focus of that trailer, and it looked badass. So like, you would think you showcase this badass male character, and then you follow it up with, here's a pre-order you can buy him as a figurine for your collection. Uh, where instead they're like, here's some other girl. I mean, I want to find some of the quotes from this thread, just because. They're fucking hilarious. Like, it is kinda... She doesn't have any boobs. All right. I like this. I like this one from the from the drama thread. Uh, if I have the choice, I'll play as a male character. For example, the Elder Scrolls don't do it for me as a female. I need the battle grunts and interactions to be closest to myself as possible. Well, all right. There's something like when I have a choice to choose gender, I almost 100% choose male. And if I can customize appearance, I try to get as close to myself as possible because I that's how I enjoy RPGs. I like to like insert myself into the the character in the game. Uh, there's nothing wrong I with that. I don't do that at all. Sorry, no gingers in Valhalla. You get sent straight to the hell part. I like this one. Exactly for this reason, I'm not buying the collector's edition hey, hey, for the Jake. first time in years. Going for the ultimate edition combined with the separate male figurine, they can shove their female figurine up their Niflheim. Wow, that's bad. But Jake, are you trying to suggest that there are no people that look like me in Valhalla? Yeah. <laughs> no one like uh, some sort of guy named Eric. No. Uh, what was his last name? Uh, the Red? Yeah. No, well, he didn't get to go to Valhalla. He was sent right to the untouchable zone. Jake's Jake's taint. <laughs> what? Just because Jake oh, the face Jake. Uh-oh. Is that is that gamer moment face? Jake's Jake? making a face like he has to take a shit, and I'm concerned. Uh, well, I do, but I mean, fuck. like, hey, I had to make the rules, man. Did that? You take talk to Odin. Get his raven Whoa. over here and talk to him about that. Whoa, Wotan. Wotan. <laughs> Odin, Odin who, who was, I believe, himself May a him ten Wotan. Oh, God. Uh, no. Did you see Thor? 
Ragnarok or any other ones? <laughs> Wait. Oh, oh no. I just thought I just figured out what the fucking porn name of Thor Ragnarok is. Thor Gag on Cock. What the fuck? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Odin. And it's and it's Hulk and Thor, like a big green dude and, and a Thor looking dude, like spit roasting a girl. Yeah, dude. His hair was gray. I mean, he's old. when he's old, yeah, but I believe in his younger days he was described as auburn-haired. I don't know that for sure. It's in my head for some reason. Dang, that's some auburn-looking beard. I believe that's Thor. <laughs> I just looked up Odin, Norse uh, god of think, war and magic. I think that one is Odin, because Odin is, he has a spear. He's got his wolves. Yeah. Uh, does he have I just the eye patch? I didn't see the eye patch of Raven, so I'm like, I don't think that's Odin. Uh, the, fa- no, the fandom agrees. Wrong. It's, the- it's purple. <laughs> Obviously. Of course. But what, what DeviantArt page did you snip this from? <laughs> the Google Images. <laughs> she Thor is out. She Thor is not out yet, so therefore no woman can exist in in scandinavia oh here we go set here's your oh one of them well he's not odin but he's he's tattooed like you and i think he's i think that's some red red locks but he's the bad guy isn't he well all the norse gods were bad guys and god of war (laughs) except for the god of skiing he's cool (laughs) he's a chill god I need to I need to remember which one that was because there is an actual Norse god of skiing. There are several Norse gods Quick, that do Google, have red hair. And it's it's Uller. It's Uller. He's the Norse god of snow, the patron saint of skiers, stepson of of Thor. Well, here's a depiction of Thor with red hair. And we're also talking about mythical, mythical people that are never been around and just what are, what we think they are. Yeah. Now I like this artist rendition. I think he gets the shading really right here. I think he's, he's got big all the. Dick, I'm gonna be mad. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> no, why is this? Why is this link so long? Heimendahl also oh. red hair. Here we go. No, come here. Farrier, oh, god of fertility, me. also red hair. <laughs> That one makes sense. Mm. Why? Here we go. Yeah. Why? All right. So it's for audience, to I think this one really gets it right. <laughs> Why? Why does it make sense? <laughs> you have a big announcement. <laughs> make an oopsie. Look no. what Goop has done to us. I did not. We've become controversial. Um. That. 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 Yeah. We've never said anything. Speaking of goop, or, or do we still have video games? <laughs> we've, we've got, we got some stuff. On that Valhalla stuff. Uh, PlayStation 5 developer has confirmed that um, a major potential roadblock to having full backwards compatibility with PS4, 3, 2, and 1 games on your PS5 is licensing issues. Uh, it's the same reason why you can't buy Jet Set Radio Future anymore because of licensing issues with the soundtrack. Um, somehow they got Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio to be uh, cleared, but uh, haven't gotten JSRF remastered. So wait on that one. They can fix all the. They can tighten it up. Yeah, there's definitely things that could be tightened in that game. 
I love it, but it's a bit of a mess in places. It is a bit of a launch title. Um, Gilded raises $7 million for a development of a gaming chat platform that will be focused on competitive gamers. It sounds a bit like a rival platform for Discord, but San Francisco company has convinced some veteran investors to give it some money. Uh, the emphasis is going to be on staying organized and communicating with your team. I think Discord does a decent enough job of that on its own, but hey, if these people want to make their own platform, competition is good for everyone. Um, the uh, Epic Game Store is now requiring two-factor yeah, two identification for redeeming free giveaway games so you'll have to set up some two-factor id for your epic games account which is generally just a security measure you should have in place in general big fan of two-factor id myself mm-hmm. and then in future news amd and intel's war has now reached the point where Entry-level CPUs can be had with four cores and eight threads, which just a few years ago was a high-end CPU count, um, and can be had for as little as $120. So the AMD Ryzen 3 3300X has four cores and eight threads with a base clock of 3.8 gigahertz, a boost clock, single core, of 4.3 gigahertz, uh, no all-core boost given, but most Ryzen chips you could probably expect about a 4.0 or 4.1 all-core boost. It's usually a few hundred megahertz below single-core boosts, especially on the lower fret core chips. Uh, you can also overclock them, so you could potentially hit 4.3 all-core uh, just anyway at all times. Uh, 65 watt TDP and a price of $120. And on the Intel side, the Core i3 10,100 10, um, has four cores and eight threads as well, 3.6 gigahertz based, 4.3 gigahertz single core boost, and a 4.1 gigahertz all core boost, also 65 watts, $122. So uh, the platform's a little cheaper on AMD. Also, you have a more reasonable upgrade path. Um, so if I if I had to pick, I'd recommend going AMD. But if for some reason you want Intel in your system, that's also a that's the best value chip Intel has ever has released since like the ninety four hundred F, and even that was you know a bit more limited than this in my opinion. So exciting cool. things for the future. Great time to get into PC gaming. Parts Especially be cheap. With, uh, Destroy All I Humans coming July 28th, the remake. I remember having a blast with that game back in the day. So I'm probably going to get that one. All right. Speaking um, of destroying all humans. Yeah. One last thing. I don't think we, we said it. Okay. Yes, Jake, you in the back. Rest in peace, Sam Lloyd. Yes. Yeah. Sam Lloyd, who was yeah, that the, was very the, uh, that was last night. Yeah. I think it was like uh, yeah, I hadn't heard about I this. This is yeah, the lawyer is, from uh, Scrubs, uh, Ted. Um, yes, he passed away fifty two. 
He had a brain tumor. Not, uh, yeah. I think he got diagnosed with it last year. So things must have turned for the worst. Yeah, he had been so. in poor health for a while, was my understanding. Um, yeah, Sam Wood, yes, is related to Christopher Lloyd, actor portrayed Doc Brown, I believe. He's his oh. uncle. A um, yeah, little bit of a family resemblance. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's sorry. that's sad. That's that's too young. That's that's far too young. Yeah, definitely. And he still he was still doing things. Like he was still on uh, Modern Family. Yeah, his acapella band uh, I West think Wing, was touring. Town. He also did stuff in Malcolm in the Middle and Desperate Housewives and Seinfeld. So, and he was in a lot of things. Um, yeah. But I think it was best known for for Scrubs, who's the reoccurring character there. Yes, that was definitely his most famous role. Uh, just like one of Paltrow's most famous role is as a sociopathic snake oil salesman <laughs> in Goop Lab. Yeah, definitely beats out Pepper Potts. Goop Loop. Oh boy, Goop Lab. Where do we even start with this? There's just it's so dense. So densely packed in bullshit. Each episode is only 35 minutes long, and there's only six episodes. So this was like three and a half hours of content. But I'll tell you this. It felt like at least seven times as much. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you weren't drinking. I was was stoned, and I was drinking a little bit. (laughs) There were so many times that I said, What? No. Mm-hmm. Just like the amount of just statements that they make that are just like Kurt said, I think in the text, just citations were needed but not included. <laughs> yeah, just like where the fuck is your source, dude? I have about, I've, I've got a bunch of notes here, my Goop Lab notes, and uh, if I did a word count, if I had typed this and done a word count of every time the phrase "citation needed" appeared in here. <laughs> It would probably number well above twenty. Because they make some pretty outlandish claims, like oh, for sure, curing anxiety, like fasting will cure like cancer. That was my favorite. <laughs> I like the one. I, I second episode had some reasonable stuff in it, but it started out with breathing techniques will stop you from contracting E. coli. Yeah, I think the most um, credible was maybe the first episode. Which was the? I did not feel the psychedelic that. one. I yeah. felt right. so. Let me. The most credible right. was the the diet one, because oh, I thought it was the, most the least was outlandish. Like episode two or three. So we all have. It's interesting. Now we all have different opinions on which parts had like all you know reasonable medical advice in there. Uh, so this might this. Oh man. I mean, I oh, I don't man, know. I don't know. We're gonna go into a to a territory we've never. I don't know how you can. Before. Not since the Pokemon debates have we been this divided <laughs> on a subject. I don't know um, that you can really look at episode two, like for all the mental health benefits supposedly of like cold water, <laughs> like. like- it's when that just, girl said, I haven't had a panic attack since, and I'm like, what, was that like two weeks ago? And I'm working with and, my psychiatrist to, like, wane me off my medication. What is the psychiatrist thinking in all this? Oh, okay, we're going to wane you off anti-anxiety meds because some fucking crazy Dutch bastard threw you in a lake? Cause, I mean, Well, I will say, 
like I don't think that it helped with that. I don't think it's gonna do that. I liked episode two because everything they did in it is shit that like people already do. Breathing exercises is a thing people do. Mm-hmm. Yoga is a thing people do. Fucking cold exposure has been a Finnish like folk remedy and just thing to do in the winter since like for hundreds of years where they didn't do the sauna into the snow. They just did the snow part of it. But shit, like you talk to when you think of like sauna, that I think that's what I think is like the other half. Yeah, I thought that running out of the fucking nice warm place into the goddamn cold and be like, ah, Jesus. I, I'm sure there were there were some credible stuff with that. I I mean, he did say that he was in some scientific studies. However, they did not really they did not disclose a lot of that stuff. I don't know why. And some of the natures of these studies seemed like a little sort of very unethical, and no scientist would ever want to participate in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And. And at the end of that second episode, I know they all jump in the cold water. And I was like, oh, well, that's not so bad. That's like polar bears. Yeah. When he's like so 38 from New F, York. and I'm like, yeah. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that's warmer than the fucking air they're in right now. <laughs> like it's. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, you all, both of you guys know what polar yeah, bears yeah. are, right? They, polar they bear plunges, line yeah. up on Rockaway Beach and they all just fucking run in there and it, like just thawed and they're like, oh, my God, it's cold. It's like, yeah, no shit. They always, it's great. They always try <laughs> to get us of people it. can do it, and it's fine. Yeah, like, I um, used to summer swim, and, like, summer swim practices were in the lake because it's summer. And, like, the lake would just thaw. It's, like, April, and they're like, okay, kids, jump in there. I'm pretty sure I've been in some 40-some-odd-degree water swimming 4,000 yards. Yeah. And so that, so all of that combined with Wim Hof being a generally positive person who's interested in in health, at least in a, in a good way. He wants to like actually help people feel better, even if, you know, methodology, yikes. Um, <laughs> but for those reasons, I'm like, I'm fine. Winhoff is it's just a guy fucking who's generally personable he... and wants to hang out with people. And a lot of things that people are already doing for their, for health, that it's popular, whether or not it's effective. Eh, but if Winhoff it's Winhoff is what Hugh Hefner would be if Hugh Hefner were an Eskimo. Like when he was in there with all those girls and their fucking one pieces having a snowball fight, I'm like, this is just a horny old man who conned his way yeah. into having some young yeah. ladies stripped down in front of There's, him. I I almost need to add a factor in for scantily clad women into my model here. Uh but as I said, let me reveal this before we talk about the episodes. Um so I've made my drinking game. It is comprised of, let me count how many rules we have here. It's uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 rules. Um, 12 commands, even. Now, not all of them are, are drinking. The last, so the first two are not drinking rules because they are so pervasive <laughs> that it's easier to just be drunk and yell at the screen instead of taking a drink. Okay. So, Whenever someone says, makes a dubious medical claim, just yell at the screen. Just yell bullshit at the screen. <laughs> just be like, that's fucking bullshit. Don't do that. Just be loud at the screen. Fine. When Gwyneth, like, vacantly nods or just stares into space, yell ah, at Gwyneth. Earth to Gwyneth. Wow. Come the fuck in here. All right. So those are the two. Those are the. I found that those rules make. It's a lot easier, so you're not just chugging the whole time. <laughs> okay. And it gives you something to do when you are two sheets to the wind. Right. All right, so those outside. But the actual drinking rules now. 
you take a drink when you figure out what the actual fuck the episode's supposed to be about. <laughs> Because they start off with a lot of vague bullshit before they're like, no, this is actually about dieting or this is about like cold exposure stuff. Psychic medium. There's like I was I went into a fucking world, man. I went into a thing. It's uh, my panic attacks went away and it's like claim, claim. Oh, hey, that's what the actual episode's about. Whenever that for each expert that's in for each expert that's introduced, that is about two to five drinks per episode. <laughs> um. I, I put some generic ones in here for notable editing. Take a drink when there's just a weird edit. Right. Uh, whenever someone in the background or foreground just sort of breaks, they're like, and they're just, or they make some weird ass face. Like the um, the co-star there. Elise. Uh, who, that woman is all I really teeth. Feel, <laughs> her gums are as long as her she's teeth. She's got like this dead, she's got like this dead inside face where she's like, yeah, there's not much going on there because her only She's, like primary um, function is to just fillet Gwyneth Paltrow's ego yeah. at every available opportunity. So she's always on the hunt for her next opportunity to keep her job. <laughs> she reminded me a lot of my ex, and I had some troubling times with that. <laughs> oh, no. Traumatic. <laughs> I was like, oh, that fucking hairstyle. Ugh. <laughs> All right. So whenever they make a weird face, whenever they do a face like that, um, whenever I said the first time that people stop smiling every episode, when they stop like they're there, hey, they're, I guess it's in the same vein. This could probably be combined into one, but I separated them in this case. Um, take a drink every time Gwyneth interrupts someone. <laughs> She just starts talking in the middle of someone's sentence. Uh, yeah, I do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Take a, yeah. Oh my just gosh, I could never do that. No. <laughs> Hello. Wim Hof's trying to say someone... how he takes cold showers yeah. or some shit, and she's like, she's, oh my, my God. husband takes cold showers, and he's basically Jesus. <laughs> uh, take a drink whenever someone asks a leading question, <laughs> like a very obviously leading question. So cold therapy does that does that make your dick bigger really? Has it been shown that some to make your dick exactly three inches bigger by going in the cold water? <laughs> yes, it it actually I mean, does. It's, oh, uh, oh, we've been that really not when you're in the water. Um, <laughs> take a drink every time someone has a sudden backstory. They're like, you're just going along, and she's like, yeah, so why do you want to do MDMA? She's like, well, I've I've had some anxiety, you know. Next well, person is like, I really want to I want to see what's out there. Third person, my dad committed suicide, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm on the verge of my death myself every day. Every day is it's like, pain. Oh, Jesus, came out of left field on that yeah, one. It, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, my favorite. Okay, yeah, you though, need drugs. <laughs> I need to talk about this before I forget this overarching theme. So, like okay. in episode one, they go to Jamaica to do magic mushrooms and molly to fucking cure their anxiety and depression. They're like, oh my God, I cure my depression. Oh my God, it was such a great experience. And then they do the same thing with the fucking Winhoff and the cold water. They're like, oh my God, it cured my anxiety and depression. And then they get to the invisible massage dude and like Elise is sitting there and she's mm -hmm. like, so what, what's your pain you're carrying? Oh, it's just a lot of anxiety. I'm like, you mean to tell me the magic mushrooms and cold showers did not cure your depression and anxiety? Well, she wasn't in on those. She didn't go. She, she didn't went go to, to Jamaica. Jamaica. She went to Jamaica. Did, she was there. She upgraded to first class. She flipped off the cameraman. Yeah. She laughed. She, she was said, she was laying down on the thing in her oh, weird okay. spandex onesie. Um, yeah. So I yes. 
turns out they just they just they keep just it. They reset. They reset right after every episode. Entire premise. That was my favorite bit of um, self contradiction. So, yeah, these are the two heavy hitters. Maybe that maybe that um, didn't work with her then. Maybe the mushrooms and shock horror. They didn't work. someone comes up, <laughs> oh. <laughs> whenever someone says what is ostensibly like a true science fact, there are some general like actual facts in here not not i'm not talking about the studies they do where they claim a lot of right. shit i'm talking about things like if you go into cold water you may go into thermal shock yeah well, not at like turn yes that's a thing that can happen very true i will i'll be like you, you got yeah, that one you got that fact. one right okay i'll take a shot um that's why it's a shot and then this one is the one this is the pacer this is the one that keeps you with the bottle in your hand for the entire night um and that is whenever they do a dissolve transition through a white screen, <laughs> you take a drink. And that's the one that keep that's the baseline. That'll keep you drinking for the whole night. Then you get – so what happened for me is uh, I went about – this got me pre-toasted into three episodes in, which is good. You're there at three episodes. <laughs> you're just taking little drinks all the time. You're catching it. You're engaged with the show. You're like, that's fucking bullshit. Oh, my God. They really did that transition again. Holy shit. Where'd this story come from? And you're just you're on it. You're going and you're about two. I was about two sheets to the wind and one tin of anchovy in around season episode five and six. And episode five and six, we can unequivocally agree is where the bullshit just cascades that, in like a fucking. Oh, mountain. my goodness. And I'm so glad I was drunk by the time that came through where I can be like, Oh, fuck you. This is bullshit. It was the fucking invisible masseuse and the medium back to back. And it was just, they both, this like, is- another good one is, like, take a drink every time they use energy as a catch-all fucking thing to explain anything they can't explain. They're like, oh, it's just the like energy that that's flowing through us. We can direct it. We can manipulate it. Like the medium one, like she's still talking about energy. I had to check that, like I wasn't on the same fucking episode. But no, apparently that's all it is. You have fucking screens, like you're in Papers Please, and the side, the other side people come in on your. Yep. The f- usually your father comes in through my upper left screen, and your mother's side comes in through my bottom left screen. She talked with her hands away actually- too much. Yes. It was kind of genius how they're trying to con you on this. So first of all, like the whole setup of it's it's amazing how much comes together in that six episode. Because first, you have to get through five episodes. Not That's an easy time task. for them to be like, right? They they're like, are they gone? Are all the people we're going to be skeptical about this gone? All right, here's the bullshit. It's like it's like in more in uh, Scientology where you get to like the third level. And they're like, all right, we weeded out the the maybe skeptical people. We just have the people who are just going to just believe whatever we say. Now we dump Zenu <laughs> on them. Um, that's like this. You're six episodes in. Weed out the the non-believers or whatever. I would say episode now, five was more like out there than episode six. The, uh, the energy field uh, shit. Yeah. I think I thought that was like. Oh my god! When they, I think they did a more blatant job in episode six. Yeah, they cut to that, and the fucking girls making these noises. I'm like, well, thank God we just had the episode where they uh, learned how to orgasm. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so they, they do a lot of, so to prove to you that psychic isn't bullshit, they do the thing. They address, they're like, they lampshade hang. We're like, don't a lot of people say that psychic power is bullshit? It's called cold reading. And we definitely don't fucking do that, even though she literally does it. And like, they even set it up where the, the skeptical girl goes in as this audience surrogate to have her to be medium red. And it doesn't work for her. No, not at all. And you're like thinking... It's the setup. You're like, wow, they actually admit that it doesn't work. Maybe this is some scientific credibility. So scientific credibility, however fucking vague, is supposed to be floating around in your head when fucking off from left field, the the producer, the camera girl's like, oh, it was me the whole time. Psychic powers are me, real. Geo. And you're like, Sci- your My scientific credibility is just, it's like a fucking Reese's cup. Like, and of course. You're thinking about, <laughs> and you smash together. And the medium's like, yeah, okay, this can yep, happen. That, that can happen. Our, that can definitely happen. Lines. Why is going to Sometimes I'm reading somebody over in Staten Island, and sometimes I'm reading somebody in San Diego. Which is just so, a you know, fucking perfect, like, and deflect then. any criticism. But, like, I knew I knew they were going to pull, not just because they saw the John Tron episode, but I knew they were going to pull some shit like this because, like, this show is so fucking heavily edited that there's no way in hell mm-hmm. they were going to leave in a clip that contradicted anything. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Now, the icing on this cake here, the icing on this cake is that they do claim like they had no contact with her between it. Now, that could actually be true because what could happen is they know there's a camera girl. Like they talk, all the staff talks with each other. Everyone's chilling. They know like, oh, Janine or Janan, she's got a wedding in a couple weeks down in Mexico. Her dad wanted to do a thing. Isn't it cool? She had like the thing with a donkey. That's a pretty cool idea. Uh, and then, they, then the medium comes in. They're like, I need to do a reading. Can we do something? And Gwen's like, oh, I fucking know. Get the camera girl in there. Like, so the third party arranges it. And she's like, no, you got to ask. You just got to put it out there about like Mexico and donkeys. Yeah. Okay. And it'll happen. We'll just, we'll work it. So she never had to actually disclose this information yeah. to the medium. No. They didn't have to prearrange it. It just had to be out there in the social um, network of of facts, yeah. of things people knew about each other. And whoever was in charge of the episode could just arrange well, like that. It certainly yeah. felt scripted at times. Like with the Asian girl that they had to teach what a vibrator was. Um <laughs> She, like, had, like, some childhood memory that, like, was brought up in the thing. She's like, I had forgotten about that, but, you know, it was a very real emotion. And I was, like, in my head, I'm like, what she's really thinking. I had forgotten about that because I didn't study the script they gave me very closely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that episode was a trip, dude. I I didn't know Netflix was allowed to do some of those things. Oh, my fucking God. Like, I'm I'm glad they at least did it instead of, because, like... They were t- so this episode is about women's like vulvas, basic fucking sex ed. Some really basic things like you can orgasm as a woman if yeah. you don't have perfect lips, like perfect labia. Well, mean, like these it's lips? fine. <laughs> this things happen. This is lips. Um, which I think is something that's important. I honestly think there is, in in my understanding of the world, I think there is a significant portion Actually, of women who just really just don't know it. Any, they're like really uneducated Honestly, about this. Stuff. If you want to say like which episode was arguably the most important, I think, or the one that like I would recommend to other people, it'd probably be this episode. Oh, episode yeah, this three. one they made because very little. Um, that was like completely factually inaccurate. They made a lot of conjectures, like uh, you know, they basically implied it 
it's almost impossible for a woman to like orgasm just for regular sex. I'm like, well, I'm kind of offended by that because that's kind of my shtick. Um, yeah, I want to say it's like I think it's like I want to say one in six can can go just just from that. Like, in every woman's I different. Mean, then are, I like, just have like great luck because I've never had issues with yeah. this before. I think that that like. It's a little bit dubious, is is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but For sure. like, there's but. very little information presented as information that is like completely disprovable. A lot of it is banal, like sexual education. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and anyways, and they're talking about. I think you'd be surprised at the, how many people the, don't get proper sex education, and especially in females, where a lot of it is like stigmatized and public school bus like, that's the best yeah. place to get your sex ed yeah i learned yeah. learned more about sex there than than i did anywhere else in my life well i think of like people mm-hmm. who had private like catholic school education and that shit they don't tell you anything about I, it so you have to basically yeah. learn it yourself through the internet or some shit or not learn it at all in the case of yeah. some people so i think about women who don't know that the the urethra and the vagina are different orifices. But there are women who don't know that. Um, so, but anyways, they're doing all this talking about the lower female anatomy, and they do social nudity. But they're showing, like, top half nudity until, like, a certain point. I'm like, you're talking about the lower anatomy. Are, are you going to actually show this to the and women have, who are trying they to watch this for mirror, information? And they're, like, teasing it. You can, like, kind of see the edge of it. Yeah, in and one like, shot. Ooh, ooh, it's like, just fucking... Are they gonna do it? And then and it's then like, just like bam. bam. And they're like, and then they cut back to the meeting. It's like you can't just show one, and so they show like everyone's vagina, and that's when I learned uh. that no one who works at Goop owns a razor. Not a one of them. I don't know if those are. All I, I hope those were in Goop. <laughs> Please, I don't know who they were. That would be. I, I don't know who they were. I don't know. Like, um, I, I assume. I feel like that's much. an HR violation. Like, like what Elise said. It's like yeah, I smell a huge HR violation, and I'm like, yeah, I don't probably. Know. Well, you know, there are. I smelled a number of HR violations in this entire series. I think this might have been like towards the bottom of the list. Let's send you all well, the fucking I mean, dude to hard drugs in Jamaica and jump in this cold water. <laughs> well, they were legal. I don't know about. I don't know how big their HR department is, considering their receptionist is just one lady in an empty room <laughs> on a desk. I love that shot that they used like t- they used two or three times, where it's just the empty room with a couch and just one lady is like, "Welcome to Goop I HQ. love that they put the fucking self-aggrandizing intro into every fucking episode. Which is like my calling was more than just like making out with Matt Damon on screen. And then like Goop is so big and they're having this like board meeting explaining what Goop is to the people who work at Goop, I guess. Like what the fuck was the purpose of this meeting? Like it's supposed I get it's supposed to explain the show and like but it's filmed as like a candid boardroom meeting sort of thing. And I'm like, what? These people work here. Of course they know what the mission of Goop is. So I think the best, the most uh, damning piece of the comparison that you can make that's easily people be like, oh, I get it. OK, is compare this show that's trying to report scientific like, uh, you know, medical claims, quote unquote claims in a poppy and entertaining way with uh, with a 
personable host and lots of you know things to try. Are you trying to, like, to compare oh, this to look, Nova? Science. I'm going to compare this to Mythbusters. Oh, okay. Also, a poppy science thing that looks to try and inform people. Now, granted, MythBusters does also not not always hit the nail on the head with regard to scientific accuracy, but they certainly do actually do tests that are like provable. They have results. They get numbers in. They definitely apply uh, more of a the numbers they get in are not not the biological. That the age one was so silly. Like the diets. I'm like, yes, vegan diets. If done properly, sure. Pescatarian diets, sure. Fasting, 500 calories a day is not a fast. That's just fucking starving yourself. Yeah. It's not how fasting works. Yeah, that that will. Um, but they do like your your biological age is different from your chronological age. I'm like, okay, so maybe the healthy people inside, you're like, you know, you look 40, but you have the body, you have the internal body of like, like a 20 year old. That I can understand. Sure. Wow, but it's one fucking yeah. year that's like different, and they're like, oh, it's so much younger, and I'm like, that's not going to make a difference yeah. in your actuarial. And tables. of course, and of course, I this was my favorite because of course Gwyneth Paltrow had the biggest reduction in age. I'm sure they cooked the numbers <laughs> to make that. Because at the end, they're like, oh, you're so amazing, Gwyneth. Clap, clap, clap. And she's oh, like, oh, yeah. Now, you had your blood put back this. into your face? Oh, cool. <laughs> we, we, we fucking, we rendered the fat out of your blood and basted it on your face. With this fucking vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's take this a step further because this is another thing I want to talk about. First of all, let's all remind everyone why the show exists to promote Goop and their products for health. And they lead you. It's a path that leads you into takes you from drugs and and yoga, which are like things people know, takes you all the way to the crystals and energy, which is where Goop sits and the things you buy. at yeah, Goop. Yeah. So let's go episode by episode and talk about the shit that they would try and sell you a product based on that episode. Right, episode one, maybe not psychosilbin tea, but like an essential oil tea that'll yeah. be like calming yeah. and relaxing and get your brain. Different on there. herbs, and they, they sell teas in their wellness store. I, I checked up on them a little bit. <laughs> Prices are Two outrageous. Be, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Bathrobes. Bathrobes and the Wim Hof Snoga DVD. Snoga. I you know? pop so hard when they call it Snoga. I'm like, Snoga! <laughs> Do they have that on the Google? But it. Which just consists of doing trunk yeah. twists, Take, doing horse poses, doing, doing trunk this. twists, and I'm like, That's yes, it. this is killing E. coli as I speak. This is. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be sick because I'm doing horse poses. <laughs> this is an entire regimen of yoga. Um, so those DVDs are episode two, episode three. Um, vibrators sell you a vibrator, sell you a self help book, sell you any number of fucking sex yeah. books. That one's yep. pretty. They have tons uh, of vibrators on their website. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They do? yeah. Oh yeah. Don't you? Did you not Fucking watch choi- Jontron's yes. videos on Goop? No, oh. I actually didn't. I went in blind to this, <laughs> so I have not had any context from him. Um, episode four is definitely that fast mimicking diet. That box that she gets is absolutely the product oh, for that 100%. episode. And notice, so. Gwyneth gets to have the product, show you the product, show you all the things that are in the product. Look, here's what's in the packages. It's tea and it's bars and, and stuff. And then show and you how it. great and it works. it totally works. worked yeah. the best yeah. for you. Show how it's the best one. And that so happens that this is the one that's available for purchase from Goop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Episode five, 
crystals, all that energy, any energy shit that she pedals, the stickers, any of those rocks, any of that stuff that'll affect your aura. That's that's the entirety of like that whole section. Well, of Peter, I can tell episode. you that then uh, six. they sell stickers that have stored energy in them for proprietary technology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw the. Now I did see the Goop episode. I had not. Seen oh no! Okay, episode. that's what I was referring John's to. Because right. I'm like, you know, like okay, a lot yeah. of these products, like the vampire fucking um, psychic vampire repellents. Yes, yes. The the what is it? The metal straw. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fucking straw. Uh, oh wait, no. The episode three, the sex ed one. They'll definitely sell you that weighted dumbbell that's made of stainless steel. <laughs> Which, as like as a person, not even as as anyone who knows anything about the female anatomy, other than it's the only thing I know about the female anatomy that I can speak confidently on is that it's sensitive to changes in pH. I think everyone can agree yes. on this. Now, sticking a metal thing into a pH sensitive environment just doesn't sound like a good it, idea to uh, me. I don't know how reactive stainless steel is, but I mean, not shoot. It's uh, it's certainly not silicone. That's true. This is all this is all coming from the place that also sold the jade egg way yes. back when and got into a lot of legal trouble because that jade egg was misadvertised and it was very porous, so it would hold on to a lot of uh, bacteria. Bacteria. So. Yeah. Yikes. There's, uh, I don't. It's a it's a it's a sourdough starter. I can't package. speak to the. That's disgusting. I'll never eat sourdough bread again. Now, thank you. Um, but I can't speak to the reactivity of stainless steel. But I will say that there's probably a reason why there are never any like fucking implants or stuff used in surgeries made from stainless steel. It's all titanium. <laughs> Talk to talk to a biomaterials engineer, and they'll tell you about biocompatibility <laughs> with metals. Yeah. Um. And then episode six. I don't know. Yeah. The whatever. Fire like like you're in that point. You're just buying whatever, so they can just sell you uh, psychic powers. Learn it's an psychics. instructional. Everybody's psychic. Yeah. Don't you know that? Not just these guys, but you're psychic it's, too. Uh, and, and yeah, that can... one's another. That that one's either a book or another DVD about like harnessing your psychic energy. Yep. And there's the Goop catalog there in a six-episode yep. series. So, like, I have a lot of, like, just jokes written here. It would take forever to get through them all. But, like, I got the I got the big ones in about how they, like, fucking contradict the whole show by, like, her needing another anxiety treatment because apparently mushrooms and cold showers don't do what they just said they did. Um... Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this is just don't watch Goop Lab. Not even like for the perverse entertainment value. There's just so much better stuff you can do with your time. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, Jake's just sending me shit now, and now they're trying to get my mail. Oh no. Oh, that's a necklace? No. It's a vibrator necklace. So when you're on the go and you really need to rub one out, if you're a girl. And you want to wear it around your neck. Is this so the way that girls knows? are going to discover? Are, is this how girls are going to discover that you can't reach down there from your head unless you take out a couple <laughs> of ribs? 
I think Wait, not like Marilyn Manson. God damn it, that's a fucking yes, urban he legend. Here's have, the Jedi. He's confirmed it himself. He, Are they, but I heard it in middle school from Tim. He's confirmed it. He himself. told me. <laughs> he's uh, Timmy told there me. There was an interview he did about that where he addressed that. He's like, yeah, I've heard this rumor a lot, but like, let's just say if it were true, I wouldn't be here for a number of reasons. <laughs> Does that imply the that he's implication just be being his dick that like you'd either be dead or sucking his dick all the time? Twenty-four seven sucking his dick. Yeah. I I mean, I don't blame him. Do so like have I asked this question before? Do we think sucking your own dick is uh a gay leaning activity or just like advanced level masturbation? Advanced level masturbation. Uh gay leaning activity. Cause it's like tickling yourself. You can't do it. Feels more like tickling someone than getting tickled, and from from those from the anecdotes that I've heard, getting sucking your own dick is like more like sucking a dick than getting your dick sucked. Okay, I will. I will. We'll leave it. You that. have gone to dark circles of the internet that most men dare not tread, Peter. So I will trust. But what your if you were authority. just curious and you were just like, <laughs> let's try it, let's see what's up with this thing. Well, then you're and a little like, bi- a you're a little bi- curious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you're just like, ah, that hurt too much to do it. Okay. And then you don't do it. I'm not making. I'm not gonna make it a Look, making no. Value I'm not judgment. saying that like there's nothing wrong if you're a little bi- curious or gay. I don't. That's not what we're trying to say. We're just trying to determine whether or not this is an activity that would make someone bi- curious or gay leading versus like just next level of masturbation. I'm going to vote next level masturbation because you're young and impressionable and flexible and bored one night and you're just, well, might as well. Man, you must be really flexible to reach that far in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That far. So we've also taken a turn. Yeah, well, I mean... Just filling out some time right now. <laughs> um, yeah, Goop Lab. Don't don't watch it. There are much better ways to spread, spend three and a half hours than watching Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. pretend to be human. Yep. If you do follow the follow the rules I've laid out, write them down. Uh, I can. I may actually upload this list onto the blog so that you too can follow along at home if you're going to proceed with yes. this. Even if you think like us, you're gonna gonna indulge like as, as like a so bad it's good sort of deal, or like a watch this shitty thing. This will get you through it. I promise you, it'll get you drunk about halfway in, and then you'll be drunk for the rest of it, and it won't it won't hurt <laughs> it won't you hurt physically. You All right. Although I I didn't have a, I didn't have a hangover this morning. Maybe there's something too. Some Usually of their... not have hangovers. <laughs> Their claims. Did you take a cold shower? It was my. It was my. Did you take a cold shower to kill the E. coli bacteria? <laughs> no. All right. I woke up half an hour ago. All right, everyone. <laughs> That's gonna be a wrap on episode two oh nine. We'll be back next week for episode two oh ten. Please swing by the stream tonight at around eight p.m. Mixer and Twitch backslash Iron Studs on both of those platforms. Uh, we will be rocking some more for the king. And Peter's got a devilish look in his eye for some reason. It's making me nervous. Episode 2010, Kurt. Are yeah. you going back to Secret yes, of the I Ooze? Um, it's been a long week, okay? <laughs>
This has been a rough one. I'm just you're part of the club um, now. Well, <laughs> and I'm just very. I was very happy that I just caught that. It just came out. And I just saw it. I'm like, he did just do that. I guess it is two ten. It's uh, it's not two thousand ten anymore. Um, <laughs> don't hold your beard like that and smile like that. It makes me very <laughs> it uncomfortable. Might be 209. Oh, is it? Is today two eight? Did I skip one? Yeah, I think it's I think it's two oh oh nine. Two oh oh nine. Hold on. <laughs> let's 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 double check here. I didn't check before. This was maybe a poor decision. Um episodes. No, today is two oh nine. Why is Forbidden Planet at two oh eight? Oh. Because that, that, that was last week. Yeah. And this week is two oh nine. Yeah. And next week will be two oh ten. Wait, did, you say, did you say next week was two oh ten? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. I, that was the that was the basis for my entire oh. fucking mugging at Kurt. All right, I thought you called this one two. Jake, get go to the goop lab. Go to the I goop was lab. Like, no, I'm, I I fucking know this is two oh nine. That's our numbers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, be like us. You see what count. goop lab has done to this man. <laughs> And we'll uh, we'll catch yeah, you next week. Yeah, uh, be sure to watch for episode two oh nine. Be sure to watch for the king tonight. Uh, visit SaronStuds.com for our social media and all that jazz. Um, uh, donate in the like description if you are feeling generous. Uh, and until next time, be well, stay safe, stay inside. Um, unless your state's reopening and then you have to go back to work. But um, you know, uh, stay safe everyone and uh party like it's yeah. 1995 peace bye